0: Welcome to Decoding the Customer, a podcast about customer experience and how to realize customer-centric change in today's dynamic business world. I'm Julia Allfelt, Certified Customer Experience Professional, Business Advisor, and host of this program. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thanks, and it's great to have you back. This episode is part of my CX Mini Masterclass Series here on Decoding the Customer. These weekly episodes are published each Thursday and designed to be punchy, bite-sized overviews of key customer experience concepts and ideas for how you can help your organization thrive through customer centricity. Whether you're new to the field of customer experience, are preparing for the CCXP exam, or are a seasoned professional looking to brush up on a few basics, this series will help you improve your knowledge, skills, and performance to stand out as a CX professional. And an added note to those who are already CCXPs, the Customer Experience Professionals Association is now recognizing CX podcast listening towards certification renewal credits. So be sure to jot down which episodes you've listened to so that you can submit this towards your continued education requirements. This is episode 85, the third episode of May 2020. I can't believe this show has reached 85 episodes. It feels like yesterday that I launched the mini masterclass series, but it was actually 18 months ago. Time really flies when you're having fun, and now that we've got so many episodes to pull from, I thought I'd try something a little different for today's show. For this episode, I'm going to do a roundup of everything I and my guest expert contributors have covered to date on CX Metrics and Measures. This is one of the most important topics for CX professionals, and it's been the focus of at least seven mini masterclasses so far. Today, I'm going to pull together the highlights, key takeaways, and let you know where to go to get more information. If you are looking for a one stop shop overview of CX metrics and guidance on where to learn more, then stay tuned. As always, if you're out and about while listening to this, and here's something that you'd like to remember later, don't worry about writing it down. You can find an overview of the key concepts that we've covered today in the show notes for this episode, which are on my website, julia-allfelt.com or decodingthecustomer.com. I swear, if you get a group of customer experience professionals together, at some point, the conversation will turn to metrics and measures. It's inevitable, guaranteed. And why is that? Well, I think it's because metrics and measures are the core of how customer experience teams validate insights, track their progress, and most importantly, prove their worth to the business. So it should come as no surprise that this is a keen area of interest for continued learning and that conversations on the pros and cons of different metrics have been known to stir up emotions. This topic has been covered quite extensively on the podcast And that's why I've picked it as the focus for this roundup. So let's start at the very beginning by defining metrics, measures, and business value. In episode 28, guest expert, CX thought leader, and former CEO of the CXPA, Diane Majors, outlines the difference between metrics, measures, and business value. These are terms that many CX professionals use interchangeably, but it's important to clarify what these are, and how they apply to customer experience management. Diane broke down her definitions for each. Measures. These are anything that you can count. Number of clients that come into your store, call length, frequency of purchase, stuff like that. Metrics. Metrics are outcomes of something that's happened including a customer's perception of those outcomes. So this would include things like customer satisfaction, a customer effort score, metrics like that. And finally, value. Value represents the financial levers that you can pull in an organization and or the resulting financial impact. So this would include cost to serve, revenue, expense, profit per customer, just to name a few examples. For more on this, be sure to go back and check out episode 28. In episode 31, I took a look at three of the most common CX metrics out there. Customer satisfaction, or CSAT, net promoter score, otherwise known as NPS, and a newer kid on the block, customer effort score. Each one has a unique methodology and brings a different type of insight to the table, Be sure to listen to episode 31 if you want an overview of the three juggernaut metrics of the CX world. In episode 33, I specifically took on net promoter score, looking at the pros and cons of this metric, as it is undoubtedly the most controversial of the bunch. NPS was developed by Fred Reichold, a notable thought leader and management consultant, NPS was introduced to the world through the Harvard Business Review, so it caught the attention of executives and helped shine the spotlight on customer experience. But many CX professionals now feel increasingly shackled to a metric that doesn't explain the full picture of customer experience, which, by the way, no single metric will ever do in isolation. There are many well documented issues with the way that Net Promoter Score is measured and used. My personal professional opinion is that NPS has its place as a CX metric, but only in the right context. It's really better suited as a dipstick on customer perceptions of a brand across the entire journey, and not, I repeat, not as a measure for customer-facing teams. And that only stands if the right methodology is used to measure Net Promoter Score, which all too often it's not, check out episode 33 for more details. Since we know that one metric in isolation won't give us the full picture of an organization's performance or progress towards customer centricity, I dedicated episode 32 to exploring how different metrics and measures can be used in concert by classifying them as leading and lagging indicators and then bringing those together to establish a holistic understanding of customer experience. Leading indicators are measures that precede or feed into customer experience. These should indicate whether or not an experience will be successful. It would include things like wait time, processing time, product availability, system downtime, product quality. All of these are components that might contribute to customer experience. Leading indicators help predict the outcomes of experiences, and many of them can be measured and monitored before experiences happen. They can be used to proactively intervene when experiences start going sideways, and they make for great customer experience KPIs. More on that in just a minute. Lagging indicators follow a customer experience. These should indicate whether or not an experience was successful. Customer retention and the big three metrics covered in episode 31 are all examples of lagging indicators. They help us understand how we did and they're important for monitoring progress or for tracking the impact of customer experience over time. When teams use leading and lagging indicators together, it empowers them to take charge of delivering good experiences and then monitor the outcomes. In episode 53... I looked at CX KPIs as another application for CX metrics and measures. Metrics can be very helpful for driving organizational alignment around customer-centric goals. The key is to find metrics or measures that connect a team or individual's day-to-day responsibilities to customer outcomes. This is generally a lot easier to do for customer-facing teams than those working behind the scenes but ideally everyone should have a KPI or two that connects their work back to the customer mandate. For more detail on establishing CX KPIs and the potential pitfalls to look out for, be sure to check out episode 53. My next and penultimate episode in this roundup also includes practical tips on how to use metrics. In episode 63, special guest and CX expert Stephanie Toom shared four common mistakes with how teams use metrics and how you can avoid these. If you're in the process of setting up a CX metrics framework or are busy reflecting on how you can improve the one you've currently got in place, be sure to check out episode 63. Stephanie covers everything from how to share metrics that you think might make a situation look bad to establishing the right cadence for measurement. Stephanie has become a regular contributor on the show. Her insights are fantastic, and I definitely recommend you check out her episodes. Finally, in episode 73, I provided some recommendations on how you can use those metrics and measures to demonstrate the impact that customer experience is having on the business. This is what it's all about, right? And why CX professionals can get so worked up about metrics because they're the way that we prove our worth to the business. So customer experience professionals need to use those numbers to highlight things like efficiency gains, quantify the value of referrals, and to demonstrate how a better understanding of the customer has led to improved business outcomes. So there you have it, a comprehensive roundup of the mini masterclass episodes that have been dedicated to CX metrics and measures, and a bit of a listener guide to anyone looking to learn more on this topic. If you're looking for help measuring customer experience or demonstrating the business value of CX efforts, please get in touch. I'd be happy to explore how I can help. You can reach me via email, tweet, or LinkedIn message. My handle is at Julia Allfelt. And my full contact details are also listed on my website, julia-allfelt.com or decodingthecustomer.com. I hope that you're enjoying the show. Please share it with others who might be interested or head on over to iTunes and rate the podcast. This helps others find the show. I'll be back next week with another episode. I'll see you then.